Welcome to God's Toolbox, the Bible. I have a question for you. Has there ever been a time in your life when you really wanted to do something, but you let doubt stop you? Of course you have. We've all had moments of doubt, and unfortunately, there probably have been times when doubt won out and kept us from moving forward. Why does that happen? Today, let's look at doubt with our eyes on the Word of God so we can overcome this enemy of the faith. So what is doubt? Doubt is confusion and uncertainty about something, a lack of conviction, and it is actually one of the devil's most often used techniques. He plants a seed of doubt into the believer, and then it grows into an action of disobedience. Remember when Satan, disguised as a shrewd serpent, said to Eve, Did God really say you must not eat any of the fruit in the garden? Well, you know what happened after that. So we must realize that doubt weakens our trust in God. Satan implied to Eve that God was too strict. She began to focus on what she could not do rather than all of the things that she could do and eat within the Garden of Eden. <clears throat> we too fall into trouble. When we focus on the few things we don't have rather than all we do have or what we can't do as opposed to all the things that we can do. In addition to weakening our trust in God, doubt also comes about when we try to rely only on ourselves. Proverbs 3, and 5, 3, 5, and 6 tells us not to depend on our own understanding or assessment of a situation, but to trust God and allow Him to direct us. But remember, doubt at times is normal. So when we doubt God, admit our problem, ask for help. Even John the Baptist after an extended period of being locked in prison, started to doubt the true identity of Jesus. He asked, Are you the Messiah we've been expecting, or should we keep looking for someone else? Jesus answered his question in a way that calmed his spirit and put down his doubts. Then there was the disciple Thomas, who doubted the others that they had seen the risen Jesus. He st stated that he wouldn't believe until he actually touched the nail prints in Jesus' hands and put his hand in Jesus' side. When he was able to do those things, he then, then believed Jesus had risen from the dead. However, Jesus told him that you have seen me so now you believe, but blessed are those who believe, even though they have not seen. In other words, 
Blessed are those who are confident in me, sight unseen. I read a report the other day by a child psychologist who said the greatest predictor of success in children, no matter their gender, race, nationality, or economic status, is their level of confidence. Children who possess confidence take risks. They're willing to explore, be creative, and take a chance of failing. And when they do fail, they're willing to get up and try again. The study says that confident children are the most likely to achieve success no matter their academic level of achievement. I believe that this is true, too, of the confident Christian, the one who believes and trusts God more than he doubts. Fanny Crosby, a lifelong Methodist and composer of hymns, was blind at the age of six weeks. She wrote over 8,000 hymns, but one of her most famous hymns was Blessed Assurance, published in 1863. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Yes, blessed assurance. No room for doubt there. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. What about you? Do you have a blessed assurance? Or are you a doubting Thomas? Confidence in Christ. That's really what we need. God bless you. Join us next week for another edition of God's Toolbox, The Bible.